I went into this week's conversation with my friend Coley James with not a whole lot of an agenda other than to make sure that she came back on the podcast because every time that I bring her on here and honestly every time that I just chat with her, which I try to do as frequently as possible, she is this incredible source of insight and information. Her brain is just constantly 10 miles ahead of where <laughs> I am, where everybody else is. She's like looking down the road. She's got all these great thoughts about photography and running a business and how to optimize and all those sorts of things. So I had some ideas. It had been um, over a year since I had her on the show, and a lot had changed in her business. So I was like, I just want to pick your brain about like all these different changes. And what you are about to listen to is a bit of a rambling conversation, but there's so much good stuff packed in there. We talk about when you should start to really think about whether something needs to change in your business. We talk about how to make a change in your business. And I think probably most interestingly, we spent a fair amount of time talking about the concept of VIP days. And we're going to get into what that is and how that applies to photography and everything else in the conversation. So I won't start with that here. But I promise that you are going to get a ton of ideas and inspiration out of our conversation. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that if you are listening to this around the time that it drops, I have two upcoming free live trainings happening specifically to help people get organized and think through how they can make extra money at the end of the year. The talk I'm giving is called Planning for Profit, a step-by-step -step guide to products and pricing for holiday sales success. And you can sign up to grab a spot at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash register. I'm going to be doing that live on October 20th and 21st. And joining me live is definitely the way to go if you can possibly make that work. But if you can't, registering will mean that you get access to the replay. So again, that is at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash register. And I hope to see you there. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Hey, Coley. So good, as always, to have you on the show. How are you today? I am good, Anami. I am just returning from a three-day trip to Disneyland, so I'm a little wiped, but I've got a cup of coffee and I'm ready to go. Sounds like wiped in the very best kind of way. The post-vacation exhaustion is <laughs> high-class problem. It, it is a high-class problem, and I am currently homeschooling Chloe, which I don't know if you know how fully immersed I am in that, but so I bought us Disneyland passes this year to kind of pass the time, so this is just one of many trips that we will take until she returns to the in-person classroom as soon as she's been vaccinated. Yes, yes, fingers crossed that comes very soon. Um, well, that's awesome, and it's so funny because, you know, I talk to you 
all the time. I feel like I always know exactly what's going on. But the truth of the matter is you have not been on the podcast for over a year now. And this is robbing. I mean, well, you came on for my hundredth celebration, but I did. <laughs> um, but that was like a that was a mini uh, mini taste. That was not a real conversation. So, yeah. So we are overdue and I'm excited to to have you back because a lot has happened in the last year. Yeah, a ton has happened. I mean, mostly still due to COVID, mostly still due to making the decision to homeschool Chloe this year. And so in order to do that, I had to make space in my calendar, which meant, you know, some of my photography sessions had to um, get reduced. And I'm also doing a new thing this year. And so, um, yeah, it's been great. It's it's definitely been a year of pivoting for me. Yeah. So this time a little bit longer ago last year, um, I had you on and we were talking about CRMs, which is something that you are a super expert in. It was episodes 30 and 32 for anybody who missed that. There's not only great information about client relationship software, client management software. I always get the acronym wrong. Um, but there's also a super duper, like one of my very most popular freebies of all time was one that you created for our audience where they can go through and see sort of like the side-by-side comparisons between like this CRM and this CRM. So that if they are either new to CRMs or if they are like considering a switch, they can go and look at all that. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you're going to want to check it out. But again, like you were sort of full force going toward CRM education at that point. You were very much in your family um, films and documentary work. And yeah, tell us a little bit more about how things have changed for you in the last year. Yeah. So a lot has happened over the last year. I think when we did the podcast last summer, I was actually ramping up to offer my digital course, which I did. It's called the CRM blueprint, the Dubsado edition, um, just because that's the CRM that I love and that I'm most familiar with. But in 2021, at the very beginning of this year, I started offering um, CRM setups for those who were either new to Dubsado or were already using Dubsado. And what I realized through the process of starting to offer these VIP days is that I am much better and more efficient at helping others when I do it in a shortened amount of time. So Mm -hmm. by making sure that when I get everyone's information. And then I take one solid day to set up their account. It means that we don't go back and forth with the scope creep. It means that I am able to focus my full brain on your account for that day, which just means that everything gets done. And then, you know, by the end of the week, after you've reviewed your account, you are ready to go with your brand new CRM setup to help get you more time in your business or more time to spend with your family. If that was your original goal. Yeah. So what was it about what was happening with the, with your business, with both of your businesses, your education business and your photography business that sort of like triggered that thing in your brain that says, I need to make a change. Cause I feel like, you know, we all have, there's like inertia is a real thing, right? We're sort of moving forward in a particular direction. And I think one of the hardest things as a, as a business owner can be to, take that minute and say, wait a minute, something is off. Like I need to make a change. Yeah. What was the, what was sort of the impetus for that for you? So I've got some clients that I've been photographing since I opened my business nine years ago, and I love spending time with each and every one of them. But I realized in 2020 and at the beginning of 2021, 
even the clients that I love, I was struggling to finish their films. So Mm -hmm. when I sat down to actually make a film, whether it was to choose the music to, um, you know, kind of pick the clips that I wanted to use, the process was getting longer and longer. And while I used to deliver films within three weeks, some of my clients, I was creeping up to six weeks. Now it's in my contract that I have up to six weeks. So it wasn't like I was necessarily delivering late to clients, but I just realized that it just didn't bring me the same joy. Yep. But on the back end, I had just taught at TFN. I was getting a lot more questions about CRM setups and thinking about strategy and other people's business has always brought me joy. But with a CRM, it's like these little pieces of logic that I am really familiar with that, you know, I can just spit it out of my head at, you know, in an instant. But I realized that was bringing me more joy than the filmmaking, which is what I am most known for on the photography side of my business. Mm-hmm. So I started to think, that maybe it was time for me to reevaluate what I was doing in my photography business to perhaps make more room for the education side of my business. Because I've always been a big person. I think that when you're seeking educational opportunities as a photographer, you really need to hire someone who is still a photographer. I have felt strongly about that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't necessarily think that the same maybe 60-40 balance that I was doing before, maybe even 70 in terms of photography is something that I necessarily want to maintain going into the future. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting old. (laughs) I've done (laughs) I mean, I know a lot of me. We're 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 in the same age. I was gonna say, aren't we the same age? Don't call us old. But I'm really beginning to feel it somewhat in the same way that wedding photographers begin to feel, you know, those full days when I'm doing my full day in the lives now, I am really feeling them two and three days later, which I didn't before. So, you know, I feel like every photographer should take a look at their business every six months, every year at the latest to figure out what is still working for your business. And I don't just mean for the business. I mean, yes, you should understand your numbers. You should understand your processes, anything that you can do better, but like reevaluating the season of life that you're in, in terms of your family, because when Chloe was young and I would travel for photography sessions, she never really missed me. I mean, she missed me when I walked out the door, but she pretty much forgot about me until I came back. Mm -hmm. But now she's like, no, mom, you know, do you really have to go this weekend? Can you photograph your clients on another weekend? And, you know, she's 11 and she's the only one that I've got. (laughs) So I don't have that many, you know, years left with her before she's out of the nest. So I'm just thinking that now might be a time to do more stuff that I can do at home Mm -hmm. um, in a fixed amount of time. So that then when my family comes home from school or work in James case at the end of the day, I have more time to spend with them. I love that. I think it's what I love what you said specifically about the fact that you noticed that you were procrastinating with your film editing, because I feel like procrastination is one of the biggest red flags that we give ourselves about what we shouldn't be doing. If there's, you know, for instance, one of the ones that I feel like everybody should outsource first in their business is accounting. And I know that for me, when I was new in business and it did not take me very long to hire an accountant, but, um, but when I was new to business, the bookkeeping thing 
felt like a huge chore, even though like, honestly, the, the bookkeeping for a photography business does not need to be very complicated. Um, it felt like a huge chore and I would routinely be like, okay, I'm going to do this every Friday. And then I would (laughs) skip, 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 skip. It would be the end of the month. And then I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh. And then I would skip that. And then two or three months would pile up and I would, you know, then it would be a big bunch of work to do. Um, I think that if there are things like that in your business, that is like, great. How can we either eliminate this from your, the, you know, what you offer, or if it's something like accounting that you have to do, it's just part of the job, then, you know, how do we get rid of this? How do you get it off your plate? So I love the fact that you used that like, oh, I am delaying on this. And then you sort of dove into that deeper. Cause it can be very, um, easy to just kind of beat ourselves up about like, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm procrastinating or I'm being so lazy about this thing. Like maybe your brain is trying to tell you something. Absolutely. And the funny thing is now that you've mentioned bookkeepers, I hired a bookkeeper in March. There you (laughs) go. I mean, again, 2021 has been my year of my pivot. It's also been the year that I realized that anything that does not bring me the utmost joy Mm -hmm. needs to, somebody else needs to do it and I need to pay them. Mm -hmm. Like I just hired someone to do some of my Instagram stuff. I also hired someone to write a sales page for a $37 offer. And I know that I could do those things. Mm -hmm. But when I actually figure out how much I value my time, Mm-hmm. which I now have a number on how much I value my time. And so when I compare that to what these other people are charging to do these tasks, no, my time is much more valuable. So mm-hmm. I would rather pay someone to do the things that don't bring me joy so that I can really focus on what does bring me joy. And like I said, right now, that's setting up people's Dosado accounts. It's also working with my long-term photography clients, but I mean, those people are never going to go away. I've got a couple clients where I have threatened to follow the kids to college, but we'll <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> heard of helicopter parents. Polly is a helicopter photographer. <laughs> I'm the helicopter auntie. Actually, several of my clients call me the kids aunties. And yes, Aww. I have told them I will like their first day of college. I will be there with a camera to document them moving into their dormitory. They're done with me. Then they can be done with me then, but I love it. Um, so yeah. So let's talk more about this concept of VIP days. Cause I know you're doing them from sort of an education standpoint. Um, and that may not be, you know, most of the people listening aren't necessarily educators, they're photographers, but we're photographers too. And I feel like VIP days, it's sort of like a, it's a phrase that is kind of new, but it seems like it's really having a moment. Um, and so I think that this is sort of a fun business strategy that anybody could consider. You want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I honestly cannot envision how I would do a VIP day as a family photographer, other than after the session was done, um, I recently had the opportunity to go to one of my longtime clients and she was like, Hey, Coley, you know, I'm ready to spread my print credit, but, um, I don't know what to put up on the walls. So I was like, you know what? You just had that baby and I have not squished him in six months. How about I come to your house? I hold your baby. And I tell you what to put up on your walls. And she was like, Oh, Coley, that sounds amazing. So I drove down to her house. And while I was there, she showed me the wall. We measured it. And you guys know I'm, I'm not a big print person, but again, 2021, I'm converting. Mm-hmm. So I went over there and I drew a picture out of where we wanted to put the images. I asked her for an approximate number of images that she thought she might want on one wall so I could, you know, figure out sizing. Sure. But then I literally did all the math to, to put it on paper, to do all of these frames. And then I said, okay, this is what it is. 
Let's go through all three of your galleries. Now we just flipped through all three of them on pick time and found the images that she wanted. And then I printed that out as her gallery wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could work for any photographer. And even though the VIP day that I offer is a whole day, it is totally a thing to do a VIP day as a half day or as something that's like three to four hours. It doesn't have to be, you know, five to eight hours for a whole day. Um, Let's take a real quick pause, just in case anybody doesn't, isn't familiar with the phrase VIP day and talk through, why don't you actually use what you do as an example and talk through really what's involved in a VIP day, like what the promise is. So a VIP day is where you work on a particular client for a 24 hour period or one day. And in the end, you give them your delivered result, which in my case is a fully functioning Dubsado account. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on how many services you offer, I might not be able to get all of them done in one day, but your main signature service will be done from beginning to end, from when you get the inquiries into your account, all the way until you deliver that last email that asks them for that awesome feedback on the job that you did. Um, And it does take me a full eight hours, um, honestly, regardless of where you are in your business, to do that full setup, which would include, you know, the canned emails and the proposals and the questionnaires and the contract and the workflow that makes it as automated or as manual Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you would like. But I always push people to do as much automation as they possibly feel comfortable with. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join the Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to the Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. So in general, a VIP day is where somebody says, I have this big project that is ahead of me. And this person is an expert in how to execute that project, but it's a time intensive project, no matter who's doing it, even if it's Mm -hmm. an expert. So instead of me trying to like chip away at it for a month, which setting up a CRM can totally take a month or way more if you're not like (laughs) attending to it. Um, instead of that, I'm going to hire Coley and she is going to, you know, virtually sit down with me, go through all of my stuff. And then she's going to put this all together and teach me how to do it. And we're going to, you know, it's going to be expensive, but I'm going to like rip off the bandaid and get it done in one day. That's the promise of a VIP day is that like you get, you make a giant leap forward in terms a of a giant leap yeah. forward in one day. Right. Um, and I don't, I've come to think that these are for particular kinds of people. Like, okay, I am definitely a VIP feeding person. Me too, yeah. Like I said, you know, if I want something done, if you tell me that you could do it in a day 
And whereas it's going to take me like two, three weeks, even a month. Oh no, I'm paying you. And then you can be done. And then I can move on because a lot of things in our photography business are like dominoes. Mm -hmm. Like we really can't do what's comes next until we've got this piece done. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that doesn't bring us joy, it's something that we're procrastinating on. Then we just never get to the second step and the third step. And then, you know, our business is not doing as well as it could be. Right. Um, so yeah, taking a giant leap forward is definitely a great way to um, explain that. Yeah. And it is, I mean, uh, the the VIP days that I have um, invested in have been an investment. Like it's not an inexpensive thing because you usually are like taking a fair chunk of somebody's time and getting, making a lot of progress. So it is an, you know, you obviously have to do that equation in your head for yourself, but then there's the opportunity to consider how, what you could do for your clients that they would be willing to trade money to make that big leap forward. So like you were talking about, you know, I have so many family clients, um, who have come to me over the years and hopefully I've solved this problem for most of them, but who say things like, oh yeah, I have, I have been meaning to put together, you know, the gallery up the stairs for, since my kids were little and their kids are in high school or whatever. (laughs) Um, it's like, it's a big sticking point for people. I remember growing up, my mom had like the giant box of, uh, loose photos that she was like, this year is my year. I'm going to sit down and organize these things into a, into photo albums. Um, those things are, you know, a lot of us are kind of good at them. Like we enjoy them. We are really into photos, but, um, but our clients, as much as they may appreciate the images, they may not be into like getting the job done. So if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when I was doing in-person sales, I was doing a lot of that work for free and making it part of the in-person sales process, but there's nothing to say that I couldn't offer that as a standalone service, whether it was album design or wall design, for you, like you said, it probably wouldn't be like a full day, although maybe it would depend, but like, you know, for instance, if somebody had a backlog of four years worth of snapshots that they took and they wanted somebody to organize them, like we have those skills. And if you Mm. like doing that and you see that as a hole in the market, like maybe in January, when nobody is excited to go outside and do family photos, you know, you do VIP, you offer VIP services to make annual photo albums or organize somebody's, uh, digital closet. (laughs) Absolutely. For them. Um, obviously it, if that's not something that you like doing, I wouldn't say that that would be a good move. Only if um, it brings you joy, only if it brings you joy (laughs) and dollars, dollars, and dollars, dollars are always (laughs) nice. Yes. Oh, goodness. Well, let's think about other lines of business as photographers and do a little live brainstorming sesh here. Um, oh, who else could do VIP days? Oh, photographers. So the one that I, I have always thought about when I'm doing commercial work is if you're doing commercial work and you're doing branding, um, you know, you guys see the high end photographers, you know, they're shooting and they're tethering. I mean, and I would have done it this last week, but I was like, no, I have to get on a plane and go home. I did a commercial shoot last weekend or last week. And what I really thought would be great is after we did the session, if I sat down with her and she just quickly went through and told me the ones that were her favorite, because Mm -hmm. this is a big, a big corporation. They actually have a photography videography manager and 
what I have just discovered is when you have someone like that, that's in charge of you, it's just easier to get their opinion up front because if they don't like what you did, you're going to have to redo it anyways. Yeah. So I was just thinking at that point that doing a shoot in the morning and then maybe taking a break so that I could do a rough call um, mm-hmm. or use something like after shoot to get rid of the ones where people are blinking and then show it to the photography manager. We could actually go through and she could pick the images that they were interested in right then so that then I could edit them and then deliver them in a much shorter time frame. I mean, commercial clients are willing to pay for this. Yeah. I would imagine the same would be true of, of branding people. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got a branding shoot and you shoot them in the morning and then you take a little bit of a break and then you come back and you show them, you know, some of their images that have just been slightly edited, not full retouched. And then they're like, oh, I like this one, this and this one. It just cuts down on your actual time that you spend with the client because you're doing it in such a, a short amount of time. Yeah. I think it is so important for photographers. I mean, we were joking. We're going to call it joking about getting old, (laughs) (laughs) but we were talking about, you know, I do think that you have to, it's not only a good idea to diversify your portfolio, so to speak, so that you have multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income and the ability to like fill in the gaps when the season may be slow or the weather's not right for your kind of work or whatever the case may be, um, to have a few different streams of income makes your business much more stable. Um, it kind of takes it, just takes the pressure off of any one particular revenue stream. Um, and it gives you the ability to, as you look down the road, think about, you know, am I in a line of work that's physically taxing like a wedding or a day in the life kind of work where, you know, it may not be something that you want to do when you're 50 or 60. Also, I think that there are a lot of, you know, photographers, um, or niches where your, hmm, Age isn't always like, it's certainly not a hard stop, but I think for a lot of, for instance, wedding photographers, I stopped shooting weddings in my late thirties. And partly that was because I wanted to like change up, you know, I wanted to focus only on families, whatever. I wanted to spend more time with my kids on the weekend, but also I found myself being less and less relatable to couples Mm -hmm. getting married. Many of the people who were hiring me were like late twenties, early thirties, And I had kids who were approaching puberty at that point. (laughs) And like, it was just, it was like, we didn't have as much in common. And I feel like with something like a wedding, you know, wedding photography or even family photography, sometimes you're being in the same stage of life as that person is a benefit. Sorry, this is a big tangent, but what I'm trying to say here is it's good to keep your eyes, you know, a few years down the road, at least if you don't have like your whole career path mapped out, like no be honest with yourself. Is this something that you're going to do until you retire in your mid sixties or, you know, whenever you're going, you're planning to retire. Um, and if it's not, is there a way for you to start to lay the foundation for other streams of income so that you don't have to go like change careers again? Um, and I feel like the VIP day concept is a great one to consider. Cause I think that, you know, many of us do have lots of creative strengths that we can sort of co-market and it makes you a more robust, um, you know, it's like, you're the go-to person for somebody. 
It does. And and going back to the whole, yeah. So my day in the life, I definitely don't see myself taking those very much longer, at least with clients that I don't already know, because mm-hmm. then at least we're all getting old together, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like, I'm not going to continue to book people that are, you know, in their early twenties, early thirties right. when I'm 45 and older. Right. Um, so it definitely does have, it has a limit yeah. most definitely. And I mean, I'll, I'll put my own other pivot that I've considered out there, which has nothing to do with photography. Um, I'm hoping that in the next one or two years that I will get certified as a doula because, oh, cool. you know, I only had Chloe, mm-hmm. but I still need to hold babies. Mm-hmm. So eventually if I am not photographing babies in the same way or capacity that I am now, I am hoping that, I mean, you know, in quotes, once I reach that grandma years, <laughs> They will value my expertise as an old one who has had children and held many others so that I can still get my baby fix. So, I I mean, I don't know that that's a retirement plan, but um, I'm certainly looking forward to that pivot, you know, near the end of this decade. But that's great. And I think, you know, again, part of the beauty of being self-employed is this ability to craft like a, a income stream that lights you up in every way. And so, you know, giving yourself the time and space to, to consider that I think is fantastic. Um, and yeah, I think that back to the VIP day thing, cause again, this is, and it, you know, you don't have to call it VIP day. You could call it white day rate. Actually, someone else calls it a day rate, which right. I, it sounds less pretentious. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on, you know, how yeah. it is that you're trying to, cause it, you, people who call them VIP days, it's because you want them to know that this is something special and something super expensive versus I feel like if you're going to call it a day rate, you're more emphasizing that, Hey, you're getting me for a day mm-hmm. for a day. And this is what we'll accomplish. And it might not have that same elevated sense of, gee, I can't think of a good word to say on a podcast, but, um, yeah, I just think it it creates a different sense, but they're both the same thing. They yeah. both mean that you come to your client with one set of things that you will accomplish for them in that one single day. Yeah. And that's, I think the most important thing is to get really clear on like, I have a method that I'm going to use to solve this problem for you. And by the end of the day, you will have A, B, C and, mm-hmm. you know, be have a, have a plan for how you're going to deliver that. Um, I'm sure, tell me a little bit about your, did you just sort of make up the VIP day process for yourself and like trial and error it a little bit? Kind of. (laughs) So, um, I had already done a few setups with Dubsado without calling them a VIP day. I was actually doing them in a week on a Monday. I was having a conversation with someone on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was doing a little bit each day. Mm -hmm. And then on Friday I was delivering their account to them, you know, done. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what I realized is when you do a little bit every day and I've got a busy household and I've got a lot of clients, like my brain was getting pulled in different directions. So then I don't even remember how I found um, the magic of day rates is the name of the course that I took from Sarah Massey. Mm -hmm. And she's got this, she's got this thing where she just says, do it messy. Like, don't, don't try to get everything perfect just throw your offer out there and see what sticks. And so I just basically took what I did in a week and on the next three people that had already hired me, I just did it for them in a day. Like I just condensed it. And two of those people, I had something that was left over. So I just did it for them because I'd already promised it. Mm -hmm. But that also helped me refine what I needed from them before the day began. So that was one of the things that VIP days also did for me that I loved. 
It makes sure that everything that I need from a client I have before the day starts, because the day is not a time to be trying to go back and forth asking them for, you know, this image or that image. So it really helped me get more organized in what they absolutely had to give me before I could start their process, which just made everything run more smoothly. Yeah. So yeah, it's good for the clients, but like I said, it's also really good for me because I am laser focused on that person's account or, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing for them that day. And I mean, no one bothers me. So sometimes I send Chloe to my mom's house. I keep the door shut. I don't cook dinner. It is delivered that day. Like I'm just in this office, which yay, I have an office with a door now. That's different than last podcast. Yeah. Um, But that is just what I do for that solid day. And even James knows, unless the house is on fire, you Mm. don't open the door until I emerge. And I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) That's awesome. But I love, I mean, it's like cleaning out a closet, really. There is something, it is. you know, it's like, it makes a big mess Look. and then it, you put it all away and it's better, but it is like a, there is a cycle to it. And once you kind of like dial that cycle in, you know exactly how to do it and you just like dive in, get it done and then it's done. And then you've added, you know, a nice chunk of change to your pocket and you've sort of put that all together. I love that model because it is so uh, confined in that way. And I feel like that's, it's a really great way for just about anybody who has like a specific, uh, like a specific skill set to kind of package up, um, package that up, offer it, and then, you know, add to their bottom line potentially significantly without having to, um, like pepper it in all over the place in their schedule. So That's cool. I love this idea. And I love the way that you are so open with your process. I think that that's, it's one of my, I think you're very thoughtful about your process. And then I think that you, um, are able to communicate that in a way that a lot of people really struggle with. So it's always such, you just, you're always such a like font of knowledge every time. (laughs) Thank you. No, it's great. Thanks for, thanks for joining. Um, and we will have to make sure we don't let a full year go by again before I drag you back on. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, good. Well, Coley, just in case people don't know, I want you to let them know where they can find you. Uh, website is coleyjamesphotography.com. And I am most days on Instagram stories, not the feed. Don't judge me from my feed, but my stories are awesome. And Chloe makes lots of appearances. So on Instagram, <laughs> I'm at Coley James. Excellent. All right, friend. Well, have a great day. And you guys out there in Listenerville do the same. We will see you next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.